Peace Corps gives us a chance to show a side of our country which is too often submerged. Our desire to live in peace, our desire to be of help. There can be no greater service to our country and no source of pride more real than to be a member of the Peace Corps of the United States. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the My Peace Corps Story podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Lloyd, and I'm here to help tell the stories of current and returned Peace Corps volunteers. If you like what you hear today, be sure to let me know over at MyPeaceCorpsStory.com and connect with me on Instagram at MyPeaceCorpsStory or on Facebook by searching for My Peace Corps Story. Additionally, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. Five-star reviews are extremely appreciated, but more than anything, I want to know what you think so I can better serve my audience. Speaking of those five-star reviews, where are they? You guys were leaving me a ton of reviews during the first few months of the podcast, but now, nothing. Do you guys like what I'm doing? If so, let me know. Your reviews and comments help reassure me that I'm producing a good show and also give me great ideas. I've been loving the interaction I've been having with you all via Instagram messages, emails, and everything. So please keep it up. If you're liking what I'm doing, please let me know by dropping me a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. On today's episode, I talk with Charles McKinney IV, who served as a TEFL volunteer in rural Macedonia from 2015 to 2017. His primary assignment was co-teaching English classes with his Macedonian counterpart by emphasizing the conversational and cultural aspects of American English to his students. When we recorded this episode, he was in his last three weeks of serving as a volunteer, but by the time you are listening to this episode, he is now a return Peace Corps volunteer. This is this is this is this is my my Peace Corps Peace Corps my Peace Corps my Peace Corps story story story. My name is Charles McKinney the Fourth, and this is my Peace Corps story. Hey Charles, how's it going? Hi Tyler, it's it's great. I'm doing really well here in Macedonia currently. Mm-hmm. You are in the, the final stretch, uh, three weeks away from COS and finishing up your service in Macedonia. But before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about Macedonia and what, what you're doing there as a volunteer. Okay, so uh, yeah, I have been here in Macedonia for over two years now. And I'm in like like, as you said, the final weeks of my service. Um, and I'm very excited to be uh, ending another chapter of my life. But at the same time, I'm, you know, somewhat uh, a little sad, you know, because I'm going to miss all of the, the wonderful students that I've had uh, the honor to teach here as a TEFL volunteer in rural Macedonia. I live in a, a really nice village in southern Macedonia. Uh, it's called Novatsi, and it's on the outskirts of Bitola, which is the ancient capital of Macedonia. Um, and yeah, I've, I've been here for over two years. It's been a wonderful experience overall. Very unique in that I've been able to uh, uh, meet other you know, fellow volunteers from different parts of America, I've been uh, very privileged to connect with uh, the local Macedonian people here, such as my my wonderful host family that I've been living with for two years. 
uh, my students, my colleagues, and other local friends that I've been able to uh, meet here. And I co-teach English at a village primary school with another Macedonian uh, English teacher. And uh, it's been pretty, overall, the work has been pretty easy, I will say. It hasn't been very uh, overwhelming or challenging for me in that sense, because the Macedonian educational system here is quite different from how it works in America. And uh, here in Macedonia, uh, at my particular school, this, the students go to school from 7.30 in the morning until about 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And they do not eat lunch at the school. Uh, there's no cafeteria inside the school. And so the classes are about 40 minutes long. And the average class size that I teach is about anywhere from 10 to 16 students, which is pretty manageable. And it's, it's just very different. There's not uh, like the stress of, at least for me, you know, of a lot of paperwork and uh, a lot of like lesson planning or grading. It's been pretty relaxed here. And since I'm the first TEFL volunteer in my community at, at this school, uh, when I first arrived here, there was this sort of like, uh, I don't want to say apprehension, but maybe just inexperience with the school not really knowing like where I fit in or what I should be doing because they had no prior experience. And so I, I came in very, very, uh, I will say bored and feeling like I have all this time and there's nothing for me to do. And that was quite a challenge for me in the beginning, trying to navigate you know, my place here and, and figure out, you know, how to make this experience as productive as I can and meaningful. Uh, and so um, it's it, it has gotten better. It has gotten better over the course of my service, especially with me developing relationships with my students outside of the classroom, outside of school, and that I live in the same community as them. That has been really, really great because it has given me the opportunity to really connect with them one-to-one -to, -one, to the point where they'll come and visit me at my house and, you know, we'll go on nature walks, you know, after school or we'll play basketball and uh, the extracurricular activities that I've been able to implement at this school has, has sort of been my saving grace and has been uh, my chance to really be autonomous in uh, my my journey here. And that's been really great. That has given me a sense of ownership and a sense of belonging here that I really needed at the beginning of my service. And so it also allowed me to, you know, build that camaraderie with my students. And uh, yeah, it's it's been great. And so that's why it's going to be really, really hard for me to like say goodbye to them in three weeks uh, because, you know, They've gotten used to my presence here, and I've grown really attached to them as well. Mm -hmm. And did you go into Macedonia or into Peace Corps? Um, did you select Macedonia as a country? Did you select to be a TEFL volunteer, or was that sort of left up to chance? Yeah, so 
it's interesting because, you know, Peace Corps has this whole like uh, new streamlined application system now, uh, which is really convenient and really beneficial for uh you know people for new generation new a new generation of volunteers applying and it's interesting because when i applied i applied under the old application system in the spring of 2014 and just months after i applied uh peace corps completely like revamped the application systems and it was so much easier there was you could you could actually complete the entire application in one sitting, and so uh, when I applied, I was eligible to uh, for an education project based on my previous experience with teaching overseas. And uh, I, when I interviewed with my recruiter in my hometown, which is uh, Delaware, by the way, I was told that I would be given a like a, a list of of several countries uh, that I could make my make my bid for based on the uh, my interests and based on the the projects available in those countries so long story short I chose Macedonia because Macedonia seemed very um, it was obscure to me I had never really like heard about it or knew anything about it. And so I thought, hmm, well, this this could be interesting. This could be something unique for me. And the departure timeline was like perfect for my, you know, my personal uh, preference. And fortunately, I was granted Macedonia when it was all said and done. Okay. It's always interesting to, to know a little bit about the, the application process and, you know, did did the person select the country or did fate select the country for them and how, <laughs> how that all ends up playing out. Now, what is one of yeah. your favorite memories fr- from your time as a Peace Corps volunteer in Macedonia? I would say I have several. That's, that's a really <laughs> difficult question. Um, but yeah, I would say that, going along the lines of like with my students when a time when my two of my brightest and dearest English students knocked on my door on uh, what happened to be like my birthday, my first birthday here. And, and they, this was unbeknownst to them. They didn't know. And uh, they wanted to play badminton because sometimes, you know, they would come and want to play badminton with me across the street from my house. And we played, we played badminton that day and for about an hour or so. And then they, you know, just on the spot asked me because it was about to rain, uh, like as we were, you know, outside playing and they asked me on the spot, Charles, would you like to get something to eat? You know, uh, cause we haven't eaten dinner yet. And I said, sure, you know, why not? And, and so we went across the street to Medrano Bistro, which is a newer restaurant here in the village. And, uh, yeah, we sat down and, you know, we ordered, you know, dinner. And, uh, 
it was it was really cool. Like I had never done that before with any of my students. And these particular students are are really uh, I'm really close to them. And their their English is is among the best in the school. And so I really, really, uh, you know, enjoy teaching them. And we sat down and we took a picture, you know, because it was a special occasion for me. You know, and then I told them that it was my birthday and they said happy birthday. And uh, it, it was really, really cool. Like it was a really uh, interesting, you know, sort of moment for me. And I had no other birthday plans on that particular day, you know. Uh, and so it was really that was a really nice gesture, you know, and I, I really felt like, you know, like God was smiling on me, you know, through them. So. That's that's just one of many that stands out in my mind. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's definitely difficult to pick just one memory. Um, I mean, there's so (laughs) many, so so many of them, and sometimes those memories that are our favorite uh, maybe don't translate well. Are these brief little instances that need so much context behind them uh, that you know, they're, they're special to us, but it's, it's hard for others to understand. But I think of Peace Corps volunteers, uh, it's definitely the best audience that can relate to those moments that spring up and that are very Im- important to us as volunteers. Absolutely. And then on the flip side of that, I, you know, I like to ask, you know, some of the more difficult times that you experienced in Peace Corps as a volunteer, um, if you'd like to share um, one of those memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, being a volunteer of color here, uh, you know, as an African-American male has, has had its challenges, uh, as you know, my fellow volunteers of color can, you know, concur. And, uh, I will say like, fortunately, And I always tell people this, you know, when they ask me, be it Macedonian or, you know, uh, you know, other American people, you know, that the positive has definitely outweighed the negative here. And I'm really, really grateful for that. So, you know, while while I have had, you know, negative experiences here, you know, uh, they do not even compare to the overwhelming amount of of good and, and positive things that I, you know, have encountered. So I'm thankful for that. But, uh, one particular experience, uh, that stands out in my mind in terms of, you know, being difficult, uh, is when I, and this had never happened before. So I was walking with a a friend of mine in, in Skopje, which is the capital of Macedonia one night back to the hostel where we were staying after having come back from a, uh, a trip from a neighboring country. And, you know, we were just casually walking and talking and a group of, of young boys, maybe around like nine or 10 years old, maybe a little younger, you know, they were walking and uh, as we were walking past them, you know, they saw me and they said, uh, like, what's up? Or, hey, 
the N word and they use the N word and I, I don't like that word. So, you know, I, I rather not say it, but, uh, you know, and I knew that, you know, it was directed at me because my, the friend that I was walking with, you know, he, he's, um, European American. And so, you know, he felt bad at the time, like when that happened and he's like, I'm sorry, there, you know, there are a bunch of like, you know, uh, a-holes, you know, excuse my language, French, but, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, it doesn't really bother me because, you know, they're kids and I understand that they don't, they don't know any better, you know, so I, I didn't even allow myself to react in a way that would, you know, be inappropriate or that would sort of like ruin uh, my own character and the, and the reputation of Peace Corps at large, you know, because while it was, that was the first time that I had encountered that experience here, you know, I, I understood that, you know, that's how some people think here. That's, that's how, you know, that's what they think. And that's how they think based on what they see in the media, what they listen to, you know, on the radio from music videos, that's how they're just trying to emulate what they see other people doing, you know, uh, in American culture. And, you know, they don't understand the historical context or, or any of that. And, and I know that. And so, you know, I have used those opportunities when I can to enlighten and to, and, and to, and to educate my own students, I will say, about that word, because I have heard even like my students using that word, not toward me, but just in general, you know, because they think it's cool, you know, they think it's, it's hip and trendy and, and, uh, you know, and so when I do educate them, they do understand the, the gravity of, you know, uh, what that word entails and, and, uh, and out of respect toward me, you know, they, I have not heard them using it, you know, and, or at least around me, I can say, you know, and I'm there around me. And so, uh, um, that's one of the more difficult experiences of, of being in a country where, you know, I do stand out as a minority, as a person of color, just based on, you know, my appearance and, and how that can be hard to grapple with, you know, especially with the stairs and, you know, getting even after being here for two years, you know, not necessarily in my community where I live, but just in general, you know, in Macedonia, like, you know, people stare and they some people are are really mean, like they have like they look at you in a mean way and as if to say, like, why are you here? Or, you know, you don't belong here. And, you know. And that's tough. That's tough. You know, uh, especially when I, you know, at heart, I'm a, I'm a, a kid at heart and I, I have a quite a cheerful demeanor and I, I, I do my best to treat everyone with respect and kindness. And so, um, I just learned not, not to let it get to me and to kill people with kindness, you know, as they say, you know, uh, because that's their own issue. That's not my issue. And so, you know, I just learned how to, um, represent the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for sharing 
you know, that memory and you've, you've definitely put a good spin on it and taken an opportunity to, to educate your students and, uh, and, I mean, I think that's the really the only the best way you can go about doing that is taking this opportunity uh, to to teach and educate and share, you know, maybe some of American culture that mm-hmm. isn't the most favorable, but it's still part of our history, and 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 recognizing right. that rather than shirking away from it, because you know, as an ambassador of America, uh, I, I don't think that we should only be uh, highlighting the best. We also need to recognize our faults as well, and and that's sort of something that you've been able to do uh, as a result of you know some of this ne- the negativity that has come about as you being an African American Peace Corps volunteer in a a white country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then, what are you going to to miss about Peace Corps? You know, if you've got three weeks left. Uh, what are those things that you're cherishing in your, in your final weeks? And, you know, what, what can you sort of project that is going to be the, some of the more difficult things for you to uh, leave behind as a volunteer? Ah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been uh, quite a journey, I will say here. And I have been in that sort of like reflective mode and just sitting back and, you know, uh, recollecting all my, my thoughts here, my, my experiences and, you know, um, needless to say, my students will definitely be, uh, missed and I will definitely, um, you know, just, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to miss that time, you know, that we spent together and, and like I was telling a friend from home recently, I can, even though they don't, you know, they don't say much right now, they know that I'm leaving and they know that the time is getting closer. And so they don't always express it openly, but I can feel it whenever I see them or talk to them. And, you know, um, you know, there is a sort of sadness there. And so they'll ask me, you know, are you going to ever come back and visit Macedonia or, you know, are you going to, when are you going to come back? Like, they'll ask me questions like that. And this was even like a year ago, like way before I was thinking about COSing and, and, and the next chapter, they, they, they would ask me that, you know, some of the, my closest, closer students. And so it was interesting to just see them like thinking that far ahead in the future you know, that they're, you know, so conscientious of, of, of my time here and just, you know, trying to make the most of the time. But definitely my students and my host family, you know, I've been very, very privileged to have a great host family for my two years here, you know, and, uh, you know, my predecessor who lived with the same host family prior to me was was here for four years. And so even now they still have a really strong relationship, you know, and, and that's something that I, that I would hope to continue as well, like after I'm gone. And so using tools like Skype and, you know, um, being able to call them and to keep, you know, those, uh, that connection going would, would, is important for me. 
you know. Um, but also, like, the beautiful nature of Macedonia is a beautiful country. And being in Peace Corps has given me such a deeper appreciation for the outdoors and for nature, you know, having not really uh, grown up in such an environment, you know, as a kid and even, you know, through adolescence, like being here has really, really enabled me to fall in love with, you know, the mountains and the beautiful lakes here and just the open air, the, the fields of, of green here in my own village. It's, it's absolutely breathtaking. It's just, it's amazing. And so, you know, hiking is, has become one of my favorite hobbies now and um, just being outdoors. And, and that's been a part of my own self-care uh, regimen, you know, just connecting with nature and, and, and being outside, you know, I will definitely miss that. Uh, Macedonia is a landlocked country and, but it has so many wonderful uh natural uh places of of wonder here and um that are worth exploring you know and so by the way macedonia is in eastern europe and it's uh, a small country just north north of greece and so um yeah that and i would say just the life like just the the structure and pace of life here is so different and I know many Peace Corps volunteers and RPCVs around the world can all agree, you know, that that life in many other parts of the world outside of America is just so, so much different in terms of people, you know, not living to work, but working to live. They really, really take the time to slow down and to smell the roses, as, as we, you know, used to say you know, to cherish precious moments with family and to uh, get to know their neighbors. And I see all, all of that here in Macedonia. You know, I, I had to learn how to relax when I had when I came here because coming from an American Western, you know, society background where you're so used to always working and, you know, everything is so time structured and time oriented that here I had to learn how to assimilate into the way they function within time here. And, and that was very tough for me because I always felt like I had to do something and I always had to, you know, if I wasn't doing something, then I wasn't being productive. So sometimes I would feel guilty for not, you know, getting enough of my uh, task accomplished like in a day because, you know, I felt like I'm wasting time. But to Macedonian people, you're not you're not necessarily, you know, wasting time. You're just you're, you're enjoying it and you're making the most of it. And, you know, you're you're just learning how to be present in the moment, you know, and, and, and have that mindfulness, uh, which, you know, is often disregarded, you know, in Western culture, you know, and so I will definitely miss that by far, you know, being at home. I love my house. You know, I live, I live in a separate house from my host family, which has been the best of both worlds because we live on the same property, but they have a house. And then I have a separate house that is adjoined by two humongous like yards 
I have a yard and then they have a, a, their own like yard, which is a garden and they grow their own, you know, fruits and vegetables every year and they, they share everything with me. And it's just really amazing how self-sufficient they are, you know, as a people overall, you know, and how hard they work to build their homes, their houses and, uh, you know, family life and, and everything. I've, I've learned so much. It's just been so humbling. So uh, in a nutshell, those are just, you know, things that will I will definitely, you know, will miss, but can also take with me, you know, as I move forward in life. Mm -hmm. And then t talking about those things that you are going to take with you, I mean, it might be largely some of the things you just spoke about, but what, what have you learned um, from your Peace Corps experience um, that, has, that has changed you or that you're going to try to weave into your life back in the U.S. once you return? <sighs> yeah, it's a great question. Uh, definitely, you know, uh, it's been a humbling experience, I will say, just very, very humbling in so many ways. And just, you know, I've learned that, you know, no culture, one of the things I've learned is that, you know, no culture or, or nation or group of people, you know, is necessarily right or wrong. And, and how they view life or live life, but that it's just different, you know, it's, it's, we all have a different way of approaching life, of, of viewing life, you know, of how we go about living it. And, uh, it's, it's wrong for me to, uh, live in someone else's country and culture for an extended period of time. And to and to judge it as being wrong, you know, based on the cultural context that I'm coming from, you know, it's not necessarily wrong. It's it's just different. And I've learned that humility has enabled me to appreciate those differences and to learn from those differences as well, because it's a mutual. It can be a mutual sort of uh, benefit where. You know, and Peace Corps is meant to be that, you know, I learned from from the culture that I'm in and the people who, who reside in that culture and then they can learn from me. And so there's this mutual exchange, you know, and that's a great thing. That's a that's an awesome a benefit of of being a Peace Corps volunteer, you know, and and with that is also uh, the aspect of me, you know, coming in and just, you know, conforming where I can. And so, you know, integration is a very important aspect of, of the Peace Corps experience and learning how to integrate, which has been awesome. And I've, I've you know, I've, I feel very well integrated in my community here, uh, but I've learned that I can also, you know, I can integrate without having to give up you know, my identity, you know, culturally and so forth. And so there's all, it's all about maintaining that balance, you know, and uh, I think I've been able to do that fairly well, you know, being able to kind of express my American cultural values and, and, uh, you know, idiosyncrasies, you know, while at the same time respecting and, and, 
celebrating the the host country's you know uh, cultural values and and norms here, which have been have been really cool. And so I've learned not to to come here and and to just enjoy the people and not try to change the culture or to condemn it as you know as being inferior to mine because you know I'm from America. Not that that whole ugly American you know stereotype, which I don't you know endorse at all. Um, I I've learned to just go with the flow and. Uh, lead by example, you know, by doing what I can to make a difference and hoping that at least one life is impacted here, you know, as a result of my, my being here, my presence here. And so, yeah, there's so many things, you know, I've learned and, uh, I just will take everything with me, you know, and, I write, I'm a writer, so writing helps me to get everything out on paper and, you know, it's cathartic for me and, you know, I'm looking forward to doing a lot of writing uh, and processing after this experience as well. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I found a lot of comfort in both writing during Peace Corps and then after Peace Corps and, and processing my yeah. experience and coming to terms with it. And it's no, it's 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 good to just get those thoughts out on paper, and you're probably very similar. That as you start to write, you unlock things that you didn't know were there, and you get to explore your thoughts yeah. a little bit deeper. You do. Well, you really do. Well, Charles, I've had an excellent time talking with you today and learning about your experience in Macedonia. Before we part, um, is there anything else you want to say for those listening? Uh, well, um, just, I, as a, as a global citizen, I consider myself a global citizen. You know, I don't, of course, you know, I was born and raised in America, but, you know, having traveled and lived, lived abroad for quite some time, you know, now I will say that, you know, traveling is just, is, is great. It's, I, I encourage anyone and everyone to to travel, to see the world, to you to start to start where you can, where you are with what you have, you know. And and Peace Corps is a wonderful way to to do that. Um, I really, really support Peace Corps philosophy and and the core values. And I feel so very, very like proud and and humbled at the same time to to even be affiliated with with an organization like Peace Corps and so um you know just see the world and and explore the world it's it's so humongous and small at the same time and there's just so much beauty to uh cherish in the world and so it really is a beautiful and colorful world that we live in um, and I'm just, I, I love life to the fullest and I just hope that, you know, everyone else out there can, can also, uh, can find that same, you know, sentiment. I, I could not agree more. 
And in in parting, uh, do you have a local quote or saying that you would like to share with everyone? Absolutely. Macedonia is known for, as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there's just, it's known as the land of time. And there's just so, people just have time. Like there's, you know, they tell me, you have time, like you don't need to work so hard or, you know, there's time, there's time, Charles. And so I've learned to embrace that. I've learned to embrace that mentality here. And it's translated in, in their language as ima vreme, ima vreme, there is time. And uh, there is time, there is time there, you know, uh, it's it's nice being able to, you know, finally embrace that, you know, uh, now after two years and, you know, it's becoming a part of my life, you know, especially with, you know, learning to be more patient and mm-hmm. so forth. <laughs> well, there definitely is time. And I thank you for taking time out of your day to speak with me and tell us about your experience and share your story as a Peace Corps volunteer. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I, I wish you the best in the next three weeks as you wrap up your service. Thank you so much, Tyler, for this opportunity. Um, this is my first podcast, and I'm just so ecstatic to have been able to do this, like, right now, you know, of during this point in my service. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. And there you have it, another episode of the My Peace Corps Story podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and listening to Charles' story and have been listening to the podcast and like the other stories that I've helped tell, consider becoming a patron of the My Peace Corps Story podcast. Have you heard of Patreon? Patreon is an online platform that helps creators like myself get paid for what they love to do. The My Peace Corps Story podcast is a passion project of mine. I love producing it, but it does cost money. If you want to help support me and telling more stories from Peace Corps volunteers, consider just giving $1 a month. $1 a month can help me pay for web hosting, for the online editing software I use, and eventually be able to expand this podcast and help tell more stories. If you want to find out more, you can search for My Peace Corps Story Podcast on Patreon.com or just head over to MyPeaceCoreStory.com slash support. Thank you for listening. And remember, every volunteer has a story. What's yours?